Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we talk about every store from 7-Eleven to Yankee Candle. I'm not going to list them all tonight, you know, but but I can tell you and I can assure you that we will tell you that we love to go shopping. So tonight joining me, I have Stefan and Heidi. Welcome. I love shopping. (laughs) I bet you do. I really do. I love shopping. (laughs) I like shopping, too. Did my husband, I think he said no shit from the other room. Pretty sure he said that in response to my love for shopping. So hello, podcast listeners. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we'll get going right off the bat on that one. Uh, and we don't have a Stefan. I mean, we do have a Stefan. He's right there. I can see him. He's not a hologram. Wait a minute. We- I'm here and I'm listening to the song and I can't even pause it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we don't have an Aaron. We have a Stefan, but he's not mentally with us for a few more minutes as <laughs> no. he listens to the song. Not um, for him, really. Who's Aaron? <laughs> Who's this Aaron guy? He'll be back next week. Oh. No, the correct answer was, who is this Jeff guy? Because he's been missing for a long time. He's trapped in Florida right now. Yes. Did you see his picture that he put up that he's hanging out in an arcade at the hotel because they've been locked down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. I did. And he was maybe playing a music he, game. Maybe if he'd committed to us, he wouldn't be traveling to Florida. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's a hot take from Heidi. Um, I, I don't know how to transition that to our guest because uh, he has his own podcast where he gives his own hot takes uh, along with Nick. Um, but I'm, I'm welcoming JD back to join us about this song. Hello. Hi, everybody. Just me, just flying solo tonight, though. No Nick with us. No, he, I guess he didn't love this song, like one of the few songs. Like, Yeah, he just, I told him what song it was, and he was like, honestly, he hung up on me during that phone call, and I'm like, <laughs> I guess he's just not going to join us. <laughs> he must be shopping. Yeah. Maybe he's shopping. Just, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> this week's sh- song, if you have never heard it before, is Shopping, and here is a quick snippet. Well, you know that it's going to be all right when we go shopping. It's always one that just gets stuck in your head forever um yeah i mean major earworm (laughs) it is a super earworm (laughs) we'll discuss whether we like this earworm or whether it's like the earworm from star trek uh in in a few minutes but i you know star trek 2 of course wrath of Khan. um or or is it a babble fish it could be either one. We'll have to figure it out. Maybe that's what we should rank it. How many babblefish you give this? Because um, it's a definite earworm. Um, it's written by Hearn, Page, and Robertson. And we don't have Aaron, so I'll just tell us that it's from everything to everyone. The weird thing about this song is on E2E, if you had the extended disc, the, the Dolby extra disc, um, they put all kinds of acoustic songs on here that they were playing in session. This is one of the ones they did not include on that acoustic session. 
<laughs> things that make you go hmm there were only three this is one of the ones they left off <laughs> interesting i mean i don't know if this song would be easily played acoustically right uh, it's very heavy in the uh the kind of synth kind of sound mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't think it it really could be um it'd be okay. have a very very different sound to it mm. Although, I don't know. I might like to hear Kevin doing it on piano. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, uh, this is one yeah. of the songs uh, that they like... really, really liked. Um, Steven's only played it four times since he's left. But B&L played it 116 times. Wow. Matter of fact, cool. After Steven left from 2009 to 2014, it was a staple of their, and as a matter of fact, it was the in the first concert that they played after he left when they played at Universal Studios. I remember that. I remember, uh, I think Kev takes leads on that. He does. Um, yeah, I remember that download. And actually, for the appearances week, I have a version of Kevin playing it live in 2012. It, it's different. It's a very different feel. When I listened to this, the first thing that crossed my mind was Stranger Things season two, Mm. when they're in the mall (laughs) and doing stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's like it just brought back the the whole '90s or '80s, uh, you know, mall thing Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I like that. There's not a lot of uh, songs I like. This one's kind of cool for me. I like it. I mean, Stranger Things, you brought back Kate Bush. You couldn't have brought back BNL and played this at, during any time during that season. Seriously? They were mostly 90s, weren't they? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. But still. Yeah. See, no. Kate Bush was a goddess. I had her on repeat. I dated a guy with a Mazda Miata. Well, dated is, dated is a strong word. And and he played that tape in his car so loud. Kate Bush, he was a huge kid. This was back in, it had to be like 88, 89. And that, that was when I first fell in love with Kate Bush. So you do not, like, I'm like, Baronica ladies are my guys, but mm. man, that was, they chose correctly. Gosh, I am I am fighting back some um, inappropriate jokes right now. For Kate Bush, how you like the Bush and uh, oh my land stuff. Stephen. Well, I mean, you, you asked for it. It was like you literally asked. Oh, Betsy, Betsy. Aww. It's so good that I can edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much of this podcast, but it's going to be all right because I'm just going to go shopping. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, before you give us, a I mean, I am the woman of the group. So obviously I, my well, maiden name was shops with a fist or my Indian name was shops with a fist. <laughs> oh, it was from, um, oh, uh, uh Mrs. Doubtfire. This lovely dance. Of course is it was. What's your Indian name? Shops with a fist. It's when Sally, she's wearing the, uh, like this Navajo like sweater. I mean, it's appropriate considering the, so some funny. of the lines that are in this, um, but and, we'll get to that. Yeah. We, we should probably talk about the music first, though. Sure. Sure. So Heidi, Heidi, do you want to give us a breakdown? 
Mm, break down with Heidi. Wait, um, it's Heidi's breakdown, baby. We haven't done that in a while, so I wanted to bring it back. I deserve my own theme song, by golly. So, <laughs> shopping from everything to everyone, because we don't have Aaron, 2003. It's about three minutes, 34 seconds long. Runs pretty quick. It's a pretty fast song at about 160 beats per minute. It is in the key of E, though online in some places it said it was in the key of F sharp slash G flat. Now that's just wrong. That's not correct. JD, are you in agreement or are you just- Oh, like, absolutely in agreement. I think it's insulting that they would say it's an F sharp. Yeah, why? Well, I like- <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is in E uh, major, but it starts on a four chord. So it goes, the, it, the form is chorus. So we get the chorus right up front. Um, after a little like vampy E. Like it's very, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the opening, Let My Love Open the Door. Uh, mm. It had that mm -hmm. kind of feel. Um, yeah. You know, Let My Love Open the Door. Let My Love Open the Door. That song. Because um, I love that song. But. It's so it starts with this little very soft vamp that grows and grows until it gets into the chorus. So then we get the regular form of the song. So we get the chorus, which is a four, five, one, four, six, five, five, two, four, one progression. Then we get into the verse and the verse does come on the downbeat. You do have the key of the, the tonic chord in the key of E and it goes through a very basic progression. One, five, one, four, one, four six major six which is interesting one and so it it plays right around the the tonic chord and the dominant chord uh and the Ooh. sub uh the sub dominant chord so one four and five so five is a dominant chord four is a sub dominant chord and one is a tonic chord or, or um the root chord so it does some that, with that and that's where it <laughs> that's where it continues so you get the chorus then verse one then you get a chorus then verse two and verse three then a chorus again and an outro but it's pretty straightforward it doesn't go too goofy except at the end of um verse one where he goes it, it goes into this f sharp minor which is a two chord to a five to a one where he goes um um it's the uh where is it so shut up and never stop let shop till we drop that part it shifts down into that weird f sharp minor two minor two key key uh chord rather so it's pretty straightforward it's really a beat um which kind of makes sense and i did see this many times on the ete tour um mm -hmm. so i remember like the shopping cart choreography and all the fun <laughs> stuff um but uh, that's that's the basic breakdown friends basic breakdown you're welcome i'll be here all week order the fish so that that introduce the introductory sound Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's just a synth because I yeah. looked to see if it I was so. the the one where you can easily just kind of roll your fingers across it and change the notes. I don't remember what we called it, like the continental or something like that. Uh, 
constitution. No, no, yeah, it's um, definitely just a synth. It's I just think. a synth, but it's beautiful playing. Very, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's some nice keyboard work. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And it disappears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it disappears. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of does. <laughs> I think the song um, starts off really strong and fast. Um, very high energy right from the very But it get-go. is. I'm listening again. This is very much like Let My Love Open the Door. Oh, it is. It, like, it almost like fades in, the synth does. Like it's kind of like, like a twinkling. Whole, the, like... It's arpeggios. And what it is, is it's taking the chords and... So it's individualizing the chord and playing the, the notes of them up and down, which is arpeggiating. So you're separating the chord into the, the notes of the chord and playing them separately up and down. And that's what he's doing. And yeah, they totally stole that from... It's very trippy. It's very trippy. But I think that goes very well with the music. Like, it's very diatonic. Diagenic, I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's diatonic, too. It stays within the key. <laughs> it wasn't what I meant to say, but it worked anyways. <laughs> um, I, so, But he stole it from Pete Townsend, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I want to talk about... It, this song sounds simple. But it is not simple when it comes down to how many instruments are in this song. No, that does not surprise me. Um, I don't know if you read the liner notes at all, Heidi, about this um, about this wonderful song. I have not. They're right up it, there, though. It is very hard to do because, as you can see, they are very, very Super tiny. Um, but if I get on my ma- magnifying glasses and look... I think you're getting old. <laughs> no, like, dude, these are really small words. <laughs> um, you're getting old. The reason I bring it up is they have a whole bunch of people on this. So we have Joel DeRuin, uh on the violin. They have 
Charlie Bishart on the violin. They have Matt Soons on the viola. They have Larry Corbett on the cello. And then we have Blue Man Group playing the PVC tube percussion in the background. Things we begin. What? Really? Yes. They're in the they're in the notes. They they are actually in the notes. That's they great. give them credit and and actually say thank you to Atlantic Recording Corporation for letting us have them on. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so that 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 like all week long I was like I hear this thing in the background it sounds like like Tyler's playing on the bongos with a stick like with the drumsticks. That's that's actually Blue Man Group playing the PVC. Wow, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Never seen them. They're they're the group that I've really always wanted to see. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, there's also Kevin uses um, like the harpsichord setting of the synth in there. Um, in that, and I love the like disco transfer in the middle. It's always la 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 la. Yeah, it's kind of loungy. <laughs> and I yeah. remember in the concert that then Steven would be going back and forth with the audience. He'd be like, la, 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 la. And he'd like, you'd repeat <laughs> after Steven in the concerts. Um, there was some really, I forgot how creative the instrumentation is in this. It is. It, feel, go ahead. Well, I just, I feel like, I don't remember if it's that Orlando recording or if it's when, I, when I've seen them play this live, but they'll also do a thing where, um, Kev will try to screw the band up by like scatting basically and try to do the most complicated scatting that he can do and see if everyone else when they sing it back can do it like a skiddly diddly 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 do ba-doop or something like that oh yeah it's signed and everything oh that's pretty oh yeah I have a yeah. fine collection of signed went signed that I got them signed didn't right. buy them signed people so now I gotta pull it out I gotta pull it out gotta pull it out whoa 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 yeah, out, everybody. I love this album though. This is I, this is one of my favorite albums. It's Nick's favorite album too, I believe. Really? Um, I, I don't well, know. At least why. BNL, yeah. I just, this album spoke to me in a lot of ways. Like I can't wait to get it to take it outside too. That's a great <laughs> I like this album, but it was not my favorite. And and to me it actually and, and people are gonna hate me for saying it. To me, this was the shift and for me the downfall of BNL where I started to feel like, oh, this isn't, this wasn't Maroon, this wasn't Stunt, this wasn't Gordon. I, I, I felt like it was a lesser album than those. Why, why do you feel that way? Like it was, it, was it the topic shift? Was it the musical shift? Kind of all of the above? I think, well, I mean, I hate to say it, but I have to say, it, I think that this song was one of the songs that actually made me feel that way. Um, I didn't really like this song back then. If, mm -hmm. if you had been asking me to rate this song back when it first came out, I would have given it a one. Like it was really wow. low on my list. <laughs> um, and the way they wow. finished it with have you seen my love? I just, I was, I did not enjoy that song back then either. Um, and so it, it left a sour taste in my mouth on the ending of both sides. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Now that being I said, don't there were other album. songs on this this album that I loved. Um, so it was just, it, it just felt like Maroon for me was like almost the perfect album. 
Yes. And then to have this come afterwards, I was like, uh, it's good. No, are you kidding? I mean, you've got For You is on this. Maybe Katie's I love For You. I've, I've said celebrity it. Celebrity next time. No, testing. I, for me, it was it was I'm very. Down war on drugs. Aluminum to some aluminum. To, I mean, to the Brits. Be, like this is a pretty <laughs> solid album. I don't. I, I'm honestly going to agree with Tracy. It's. I. I think. Well, not to, maybe not to that extent. I think the highs on this album are high, and the lows are a little low. I think it become. I because I agree that maroon to me is damn near perfect. If not oh, perfect. I agree with you there, um, I agree. Yeah, I don't. That. Yeah, no one's discussing maroon here. Everyone's in agreement <laughs> that maroon. Oh. Should be up on a pedestal. Damn right. Um, but I feel like I think like some of those songs you name, I'm like those are some of my favorite songs. And then a couple I go, I I mean I don't remember the last time I listened to the, a couple of those. And mm-hmm. and so I, I I agree. It became a little hit or miss. And then after this is me men, and then that was um, even more so in that direction. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't dislike the album at all. I think as a whole, it is very. It's a it's a jumbled batch. Um, but the, the highs are very high. I think Upside Down, I think, was my favorite on this album. Mm. Like that's, That track is just killer. So you're going to come back when we do Upside Down? I'd love to. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like Upside Down, at least topic-wise, is a lot closer to Maroon's content than Shopping is. Upside Down is very relational, I think, uh, on the whole. And this is very, if I remember, I mean, we're, I, not to change from the music to the message, but like, this is very um, political or societal, which is not something they had done a lot of. They had done, but not to this extent, I don't think. Um, they had, Maybe. but this was the, like, on this album, they they started to be, to foray a little bit more into that. And and I think that, like, they, they were doing that with helicopters and, and a couple of songs on Maroon, but. This, yeah. yeah. There was a little bit more of that on this album where they're like, yeah, let's let's keep going there. Mm-hmm. Like they have they have this song, they have second best. Um, so they're definitely talking about it. and then of course war on drugs is very powerful. Yes, yes. <laughs> to um, say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait oh, to talk that's about a, that song. Oh yeah, that's uh that's that's opening a can of worms there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I do want to point out one more credit that was given in the Uh-oh. music, and I dug deep for this credit, and I could be wrong, but I want your opinions on this. Did you reach the center of the earth with this dig? I, I did, actually, I think. <laughs> we may have a new a new volcano in, in this part <laughs> of Maine. Um, nice. So there is a credit for the vocals given to Yvonne Galagos. Oh, Yvonne's on this? And yeah, town. <laughs> and um, so I'm thinking that must be like the, the female voice in the background. Um, now, yeah. here's where okay. it gets weird, okay? I could not find anything anywhere on the internet for Yvonne. I'm like, okay, well, who would this Yvonne person be? And then it just happened... And I don't know how it happened, but I just happened to stumble upon um, a post by Kevin Hearn about his girlfriend, Yvonne, the mother of Havana. Oh. 
Okay. Now, I don't know. I'm not tracking. That this is the same person, but it also wouldn't surprise me. Now, before I go, before I uh, completely go off the rails, I want to prove that there actually might be something behind this. And I posted to our, I posted to our thing earlier. Can you guys all see my screen? Uh, it's loading. Tracy is not even supposed to be here today. Has started started screen sharing. There it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. So this, if you look on the inside of the of the album, the in the liner, you have these two mysterious women that show up in these pictures that are cut and spliced all over the place, and no reason, like no, like they're put in with the boys, but we have no idea. And and as you can see, there's a big picture of her on the screen. The side over here, that's the that is part of the picture that is in the layout, the liner notes. That's this mysterious girl that's list that's all of a sudden in these pictures for no reason inside the liner notes. On the left hand side, we have Avon, who is Havana's mother. If you look at the chin structure, yeah. the way yeah. she smiles, the nose. I would dare say that these are two women that are exactly the same with a, with 15 years difference. I'm going to go down a little bit. What are you further. trying to prove? I'm going to go down a little bit further. Oh, that my. he like that. This is the same exact person. Just a little bit of huh. age difference. What I'm proving here. <laughs> what are you proving? What are you proving? Is that Yvonne is, have, is Kevin Hearn's hu- wife. <gasps> that is scandalous. And that he placed her twice in the pictures because we know that Kevin was was one of the people that helped out with the pictures on this. He placed her in into the pictures for this album. Yeah, you can see that um, above uh, the uh, inserted picture into the liner notes that there's a little bit of white. Surrounding oh, yeah. her, the upper part of her hair. That's definitely a photo that's cut out. But that looks like a professional photo. Wait, did you say, wait, her name is Yvonne? Correct. Yeah, his daughter's name is Havana. Correct. Right. But I, I would be willing to bet that this lady that we see uh, that's in the liner notes is a much younger version. Mm. Is, is basically a younger Avon. You might have had a, a modeling career at some point. You mm. never know. She might have done a few I commercials mean, for if you look at the, the picture. Eyes are are exa- I don't know. Uh if you look at this one, the eyes are closer. I mean, they're a little more wrinkled here. I'm gonna take that out because but they are more wrinkled here, but they do look a lot more <laughs> similar one in other pictures. This one she might just have her eyes really wide open. Well, she's also laughing a lot harder in the other photo too. But if you look at the, there's a lot of laugh lines. If you look at the chin and the dimples, and you look at the smile, it it is a pretty close match. Possibly. And I can't see the ear. Oh, there we go. We got the ear there. She has the same type of ear shape as well. Ah, now we're going into like ear types. That's a. <laughs> and also uh, the shape of her eyebrows. Bigger. 
The shape of her eyebrows matches up as well. Yeah, the little swoop at the end of the eyebrow, definitely. So I, I dare to say that this is this is Kevin's well, I don't think they I don't know if they ever got married, but girlfriend. I don't think they did. Good research, is a, Tracy. Is that a new feature in the podcast where you guys like kind of solve a mystery? Ooh, or, like... We can be like Scooby Doo. We can get a van and everything. I, I'm guessing that that would make me Velma, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Heidi's got the Velma look going. But... I was Velma a couple of years ago for uh, for Halloween with my whole family. We dressed the dog up as the mystery machine. Noah was or Brianna you dressed was the dog up as a fan. I was Velma. Yeah, we did. We a we got van? him a. It was a van, and he wore the van. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, you, you didn't go for the obvious. <laughs> no <up>. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Are you saying? Am I the dog in this scenario? No, I was saying Uh-oh. the dog would play That's the dog. Okay. The dog should I'm be Scooby Doo in this scenario. No, I'm the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's, it's your halloween man like, oh my lanta um so yeah that was that was where i was going with that was that that's pretty cool that kevin has his wife girlfriend singing on this album uh, that's pretty cool yeah if well allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly know, i think it, it, i think the not, proof is there is uh, we just need kevin on here to verify it right I'm sure he's gonna love your detective work if you yeah, open he, if you open would. with that. He would totally love our detective work. Duh. <laughs> um, why don't we get over to what this song is about? Um, Stop it. Duh. Heidi, I think do you know for certain what this song is about? I have I have a few theories. Okay, you have theories, okay. I have theories. JD, do you know for sure what this song's about? I, I believe I do, yes. I okay. I believe I remember from the research for our pod. I thought so. So I'm going to have Stefan and Heidi guess okay. and, and give their God. theories on what this song's about. And then my guess. and then we'll go and, and see how close you guys were with this. Go ahead, Heidi. Nah, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, well, give, us, give us your theory. Well, let me, let me read the lyrics right now. <laughs> well, you know it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Well, can you repeat all right enough times? Four times they said, "All right, I'm gonna go shopping, shopping, la la that la la." Street begins, wins, everybody wins. All right, so he probably cheated on this chick, and he's like, "All right, to uh, uh, to null and void everything, we're going to take you shopping to um, make amends for stuff, because uh, that's what dudes do. Um, it's never enough until you've got all the stuff. When going gets rough, shopping somebody tough. Uh, well, you know that's gonna be all right. Uh, I think it's gonna be all right." Boy, they what? say all right, all right, a lot in the song. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's always when we go shopping. La 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 la. All right, I I don't know. It's um. So basically, he's a bodyguard. Uh, he's pretty rough. He's uh, you know, he's looking after Whitney Houston. She has to go into the mall. Uh, he's shopping. It's like you know. It's like you know. The going gets rough when you're shopping with somebody tough, you know, and they fall in love and la 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 la. There he goes. I mean, he nailed it. He was on, he a hundred percent perfect. <laughs> Imagine if it was though. <laughs> it's like verbatim. That was the exact meaning. Kevin just happened to go watch the bodyguard. And it's like this music is shit. Let me write something. 
I mean, come on. It'd be better if Bobby Brown was in this. I mean, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that that was. Oh a little... my gosh! Wow. <laughs> Heidi, oh. what do you think this song is about? So I, I think it could go a few ways. Um, one, it's kind of light. Whoops. Um, it, 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 like it, it's a fun song, but we know that nothing, like there's an underlying. It could be as a result of, you know, just it's a, it could be very much a political statement that no matter what, no matter what's going on in the world, whether it was post 9-11, or post i mean uh, it it could be reattributed i think to the in the last several years with the with um the recession and we'll just send everybody a check and they'll go shopping and everything's going to be okay so i think it's this answer of just throwing money at everybody and hoping that people will forget about national and world and global issues because we'll just go shopping and everything is fine um so i think it's part satirical political political satire if you will um that and it's always la 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 here's some money you know it's like take your money it's a distraction go shopping everything will be all right and shut up la 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 don't ask us we're just you know here just Go shopping and forget what's going on. A distraction, like blowing up buildings or something like that. Um, and it'll it'll be all right. Um, so I think it's I mean because it's very repetitive. It's never enough until you got all the stuff. When the going gets rough, just start shop with somebody tough. And so it could also be allegorical for for other things as well, um, depending on how you take it. But I'm very curious to see. It, it's very tongue in cheek to me of ignore what's going on it's kind of like when we say we shop for um uh what is it um uh, retail therapy i need a little retail therapy today um so i went to you know filene's basement <laughs> no, i went to kohl's you got some you know use my points did some retail <laughs> therapy and i feel so much better with this pair of shoes that's just gonna sit in my closet for a while um but you know, I think that it's more of a of a dig at you know what what is going on in our country um, on occasion, and it could be a dig with you know just just forget about all of the problems that are going on and go spend money and shop and and contribute to the economy or like so there are many facets you could take this. I think I don't know which one is right because. I don't know. Steven won't come on our show. Come on our show, Steven. <laughs> um, someday. That'd be great. He, uh, he has made a statement about which one's right. The shopping with someone tough must be the USA. Oh, oh. And I searched and searched. So I'm curious because I did do some digging. And I'm curious because JD obviously found some stuff I couldn't find. I don't dig anything. JD, do you want to do you want to share what you know? I, I will. I'm a little worried that I'm wrong, but I think that might just be my general feelings about life do you, do you um, want a uh, <laughs> video clip to give a hint sure that's good that's do i well yeah yeah all right but if, I, I, but if i'm right i don't want to be like yeah i was right and then everyone would be like oh you're just saying that so like okay. no yeah. you know what give your ideas and then yeah, i will right. i will give the video clip my my recollection is very similar oh i know what clip you're gonna play you're gonna play president bush saying the thing about going shopping 
Is that the clip you're going to play? Because Heidi was basically spot on that uh, President uh, George W. uh, said something like that after 9-11. I think it was basically talking about trying to get the economy back up and going. Like you said, like, well, if everyone just goes shopping, things are going to be all right. Like some statement like that. And Steve was like or Kev was like, well, that's dumb. (laughs) And so or maybe maybe to put it more kindly, disagreed with the uh, the idea and the song was born. I, I love uh, the way that Kevin... this up, JD, after you saw the video. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that that Kevin disagrees. <laughs> the American people have got to um, go about their business. We cannot let the terrorists <laughs> achieve the objective of frightening our nation to the point where we don't we don't conduct business. <laughs> so eloquent. People don't shop. That's that's their intention. Is it? Their intention was not only to kill and maim and destroy. Their intention was to frighten to the point where our nation would not act. Based on what research? Their intention was to so frighten our government that we wouldn't uh, seek justice. All right, where's the shopping? That somehow we would uh, cower in the face of their of their threats. You talked over respond. it. Yeah, you talked Abroad over it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. But wait, there's more. Going back to Steven's newest song of Doubling Down, mm-hmm. a couple months later, Bush wasn't happy enough with his first statement. <laughs> and so he had this wonderful statement to make. A recent report on retail sales shows a strong beginning to the holiday shopping season across the country. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. Next year marks a new start with a new Congress. God bless his soul. By the way, can I just say how much he aged in just that one month? <laughs> yeah. well, like, I mean, that with poor all due man. respect, though, we had a it was a national oh, attack on it. It was probably the hardest thing that he... Oh, it's easily the hardest month of his life. It was a bad month. And I've lost family members so due to that. So I just... With all due respect... It, it was a bad month. Don't get it's, me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It was a bad month. It's really good that he alleviated uh, federal income taxes uh, that year so that we could go shopping. Oh, wait, he didn't, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Oh, they still got paid. Hmm. Yeah, so that was his That was his actual statement. Is like, they wanted us to stop shopping. You need to go out and, and shop. You know, I, I I've always thought that he seemed like a good guy, just maybe, you know, not in the right position. And I, I, I just feel like you could hear him, especially in the first statement, I would say, um, kind of, gra- kind of grasping at straws, like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to say in that moment. And so like, I, I really don't have any blame for him to say it. Cause I don't think it, I think it was one of those sound bites that could very easily be taken and ran with. Now the second one, what felt like a double down for sure. But I, I feel like he's looking for what to say and well, I, that I, comes out. And and I think that he, I mean, he was in a really tough position at the time where, yeah, America got scared yeah, really badly the day after 9-11 and everyone stayed in and no one wanted to go out and the economy when, tanked. Because, what was the date of that first video? Was was that on the 12th or was that... Uh, October 11th. So one that month was the first after. one. Okay. A month after. Got it. Okay. But I mean, the, the economy tanked. like no one was taking airplanes. 
people mm-hmm. were avoiding going out. It, it was a really hard time in, in America. And also, Stephen and, and band have also come out and said, it wasn't just the U.S. that was making statements about go out shop. A lot of the different nations were also making the same thing. I'm sure that his administrative people were like, we need to encourage people to go back out and restart the economy. Can you go do that? And he, I mean, you could tell in the clip, he had no, um, he had no one, that, he had no, point. no script. <laughs> he had yeah, points that, yeah. and he was yeah. clamoring and, and like, what, how, where, where do I go with this? Um, I, I think I want to say this. <laughs> And I do feel like it, 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 the song to me is, I feel like these points, because like I said, it wasn't just the U.S. doing it. I think that that was the impetus of the song. I think looking at larger scale, it's a song on like capitalism. It's a song about how we generally, you know, it's not just about this. It's a very wide, it has a wide berth of, of, of what it could be talking about. Yeah. I mean, you could be talking about stimulus checks yeah. in 2020, 2021. You could be talking about anything that is that the fix is go buy more things. It goes back to, the, we, we to the song us. on the last we... album of sell, sell, sell. Like they're, they're into this. Like, yeah, like ca- commercialism isn't all of that. Like we over rely on it and we use it to hide things and to hide our pain. Well, mm-hmm. we embed it though, as a culture from the time our children are younger, we bribe our kids to do things like we don't in my house, but how many times do you see in the grocery store? If you're really good through this whole grocery store trip, I'll mm-hmm. get you a candy bar at the end. Or mm-hmm. like, or if you bring home good grades, you get a dollar for every A, which is bullcrap. I'm sorry, you get a or you get good grades because you're supposed to. That's your job in school. You're supposed to, you know, do your homework and do what you're supposed to do in school. Now, granted, you're talking to a college professor here who believes firmly <laughs> in education, but. But you don't pay your kid for getting like that's and then it's like, well, if you're really good and you you, you know, don't mess up this semester, we'll buy you a car. And then it's you get to college and you've got credit card companies trolling kids in the hallways, which is why, I mean, all of us in the early 90s, because that's when it really boomed in the early 90s when we're in college for the first time and they're like, here's a credit card. And you're like, oh, yay. And then you're like. Oh, crap. Yeah, first day that you walk into the student union. Ten years later, you're still trying to get up because they're like, you can fix everything with this magic little piece of plastic. Yeah, yes. And even now, like you were right, JD, whether it's stimulus checks or anything else, we are a culture that thrives on stuff. We are a culture. Because finances are not taught in school. They're not, these kids aren't prepared to do basic things. Well, you're right. And I teach college kids that I wouldn't trust in a zombie apocalypse to save my life. I mean, would they be able to process chickens like we did in my backyard a couple of weeks ago? No. Would they be able to garden and farm and, and take care of themselves if the economy collapsed? No. God, I hope not. Um, I mean, God, I want this population thinned out. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, but that's the thing is they're so reliant on things like the phones you know phones are so expensive but you got to have the iphone 14 now and you've got to have like so oh you do i didn't get the memo i didn't i don't have an iphone (laughs) but but and and that's not to say i i mean i like material things too i mean i like my stuff but but it doesn't make things better in fact 
you if a lot of well there have been studies that have shown that retail therapy like it feels really good as soon as you do it and then you start to have that regret piece like oh man and mm-hmm. you put the clothes in the closet and you don't wear them and you keep the tags on them because you're like, ugh, if I take the tags off, then I know I have it. But you know you're not yeah. going to bring it back. And I don't know if it's the same for men. Maybe it's a female perspective here because retail therapy is We're all the a same, more really. female phenomenon. You don't hear men very often going, retail therapy, I'm going to go buy a PS4. But uh, you do well, I was gonna because say, those I are think... big one-time purchases. A girl can get away with going to Kohl's and spending a couple hundred bucks on clothes because you get a lot of things for that. Well, Which is and, probably different and, things. And I, I was going to you know? say. I buy a framing nailer. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, right. <laughs> well, and, and in college, like, what did I spend all my money on? CDs and movies. Like, that was my big go-to thing. And, I mean, they're useless now because you can stream everything. And, and yeah. you know, <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> you have to buy Stuck all up. your stuff and can't listen to it unless you have. But, hmm. Like, I still have all my movies back there. I still have all my CDs back there. It was, like, me going out and buying a new CD every week was not unheard of. Like, I I Mm -hmm. loved my music. I loved to to watch things and and have things. And it felt good to buy those things. And then afterwards, I was like, all right, so what's the next new thing that I need to have? Like, I need, I want to have It wears off. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose it kind of boils down to, well, not boils down, but I mean, it includes also delayed gratification. Mm. Uh, as I'm getting older, um, I've been thinking about the traditional mindset of uh, of the older generation, how you would work hard for 60 some odd years and then retire. Um, the newer generation and the younger money, uh, they have a different mindset that I'm trying to wrap my brain around. And that's a matter of you're not going to be able to do what you need to do when you're 65 or 70. So intermix your life currently with some of those uh, mini retirements, quote unquote, some of those things that you want to do um, so that you're able to do them. That fits into the whole shopping category because it's uh, life experiences that you're shopping for, not necessarily items. Uh, you know, going on that trip or going to see Machu Picchu or BAMP for um, New Orleans or whatever it might be, Las Vegas, mm. and experiencing life to its fullest versus um, versus holding back. And I can see after 9-11 how people would be very reluctant to want to continue their lives um, and live their lives. And that's the aspect I think that they're really kind of focusing on when it comes to shopping is not necessarily the getting of things, but the living aspect of it. Mm, Yeah, I agree with you there, Stefan. I think that's a very good point. Returning to normalcy, I think, (coughs) well, post-COVID, even going to the grocery store was kind of a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, not post-COVID, but even during COVID, get it go leaving your house. And we all live in rural, more rural areas, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I live in a super rural area where we don't have, we have one grocery store. Um, we have very, we don't yeah. have Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of that. So these people that were in major cities that had the ability to have delivery, we don't have any food delivery in our town. 20 minute drive to the shopping so center. So you had to go and, and you still felt like I can't be normal because you'd go into a store and even with a mask on, if you had a dry throat and coughed, you felt like you were breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. 
Anyway, um, but so I think you're right, Stefan, in a way that it was for us, the term shopping equaled normalcy in in getting back to normal. Live your life. Do your stuff. Don't worry that they're going to blow up the Hoover Dam or don't worry that they're going to blow up the Super Bowl during the or during the football game. Like, don't worry about those things. You can't live your life in fear. So just go. And I think we equate the word shopping with normalcy. Maybe that's maybe that's it. But he, in the song, they also, there's pros and cons to both. In in the show, in the song though, they actually bring out that it takes on that that extreme position eventually if you let let it. It's never enough until you've got all the stuff. Like you've got to get it all. You've got to get there and have everything. Yeah. And then of course they take it in. They could have been directing that towards the United States as a whole because Canada, you know, I mean they would they're not considered a tough nation and they would consider the United States as a shopping nation. And we are kind of self-proclaimed as tough. You know, we try to do things that are, that tough guys would do or tough people would do, you know, I mean, maybe they're referring to the United States. I mean, every time I think of this song, I think of jingle all the way. Like I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to make a video of this this week. And I, I just didn't have the time to do so, but that line when it going gets rough shop with somebody tough i'm like that is jingle all the way like the movie itself the whole entire movie is centered around that makes me want to see it now with arnold schwarzenegger right yes yeah <laughs> i will shop till you drop <laughs> but it, it is a sickness yes. and and you know even the dsm yes. is recognizing that is a sickness. It is an addiction to go shopping to gam- you know, along with gambling. You know, I think um, there are benefits to the recent COVID outbreak that um, that couldn't have been created any other way. And that benefit is being able mm. to be happy and satisfied with less, and um, not being able to go out and do nearly as things. As many things, you know, you learned how to you appreciate need to the burrito, um, family, Jeez. how to be able to communicate, appreciate music, appreciate going outside, appreciate. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> the dog's awake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Only if you know. I, okay. So, I would like to say that you are right, yeah. Stefan. But then again, I went to Black Friday last year. It's the first time I've gone to Black Friday in a long time. That's pretty racist. And and in doing so, yeah, that that mentality of I have to get mine in spite of and over the need of you getting whatever it is that you need in competitiveness has not gone away. Um, No. There are sometimes on Black Friday where people that does that as a whole. Like I, when I went to Black Friday back back in my twenties and thirties, like there was a camaraderie. You'd talk with the people in line, and you'd build up. Like yeah, especially up here in Maine, like it wasn't like pushing people out of the way, which it can be in some of the other areas where it becomes this big riot. And here in Maine, it was it was a, you you connected with the people in yeah. line, and then you're like as you pass them in the store, you'd be like, Oh, you were looking for that thing. And they moved it over to this aisle, like and helping each other. 
That was yeah. gone this year. Like people were just vicious really? again. No kidding. It was really sad. People shanking people in the aisles, huh? Uh, it had that feel, honestly. Like it, it prison rule shopping, but it it you there was that just level of anger that was in the air. So I wish I could say that you were right, but I I don't wow. I don't it's think it like, is. I think it's still there. No, maybe it's pent up aggression from like a a year or two of being inside. <laughs> but that's just that, you know we can't attest for everybody, mind you. And and my your uh, experience might have been isolated to that your particular region. I don't know, but fuck you. Um, but I'm sure it's been happening all over the place. Huh? <laughs> what? I didn't hear that. Probably for the best. Probably best idea. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever. I mean, I don't. I don't go to Black Fridays because why? I mean, it's ridiculous. I go to, I, I, I go shopping for Christmas gifts in January and February when everything's on clearance. So, <laughs> it's like, duh. <laughs> this just makes more sense to me, you know. And then I storm away in my attic or in my closet and completely forget why i got it for and then i'm like what the heck is this thing so yeah it doesn't work so well with kids kids we're gonna celebrate christmas in in february this year you know what is i was in a i think it was a wally world or something way back i think i was probably it, it was a long time ago and i was in line and we it was like right after christmas it had it was before new year so it was in that that period after christmas before new year's and I'm standing there and they're buying, like there's this family and they're buying Christmas decorations and presents and everything. And they said they celebrate Christmas after Christmas because then they can afford to get everything at 50% off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's smart. It's wicked smart. <laughs> so I'm going to switch it up and uh, I'm going to bring us to, to tonight's ratings. How about that? Is there a trouble with Tracy? There is. Um, okay, yeah, there is. Um, thank you for reminding me. There is a, the reason that I didn't like this song early on, and to be honest, the reason I can only play it like once before it starts to wear down on me again is the repetitiveness of it. I played it once with the kids in the car, and then I went to go replay it again just to kind of hear more stuff. And the kids were like, really, Dad? Oh, and I, and I think that's kind of the same feeling that I get with this song because it's so repetitive. It's hard to listen to, for me at least, more than once. Apples don't fall far from the tree. No. They're all <laughs> bruised the same in my family. Yeah. Oh. So I, uh, I as a, uh, a person who likes... Uh, I don't know, not necessarily, uh, who doesn't like chaos. I'll just wear it that way. I don't like chaos. Um, the beginning of the song was a little bit funky for me. And then I'm like, okay, I can, I, there's a pattern here. And it's like, it's a repetitive pattern. And for me, that was stabilizing. I like this, the stabilization of that. Well, I'm going to, so, why don't we put some numbers Asperger's to our, our feelings on this song? Um, because of the commercialism that is is kind of uh put around this song i'm gonna ask us and especially because they're kind of making a little bit of a stab at, at america more than anything else america with this, america um america. And them tourists um 
The I'm gonna have us rank it on how many malls of America do we give this song? Oh, <laughs> or how my bushes? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We're going with malls of America. <laughs> the malls of America. Okay, good. Because you know me, I, I take that yep. into a bad area. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Stefan, how many malls of America do you give this song? <laughs> I actually, I, I, I found myself kind of jamming to the song and like nodding my head to him, like, "All right, this isn't bad. I like the synth. I like the '80s." Like I said, I, I thought of immediately Stranger Things season two, which I think is just top notch. And it's like going into the malls, like the whole era of it is like the, you know, it brought a lot of flashbacks, the non-traumatic flashbacks, mind you. But um, and it was great. I love that. So <laughs> I could listen to this. I'd put on my pot uh, on my playlist and uh, I thought it was pretty decent for me because it was regular. It was fun as synth. It, it was layered. Um, the lyrics were super simple. I could understand what he was saying. Um, for me, that's important because, you know, I've got issues. So, uh, for me, I'm going to rank this fairly high. Uh, for me, I'd say, you know, about 4.5, I think is pretty decent for me. I mean, that's, yeah, that's up there. That sounds good. (laughs) I really like that. Heidi, how many how many malls of America do you give this song? I I like this song a lot. It's it's bouncy, it's tongue in cheek, it's bananas. Um, it's got yeah. energy to it. The I like I I love the um, music part of it um, in terms of instrumentation and creativity. Um, it's it's not my top top, but it does give me a Muppet feel to it. Like it makes me dance like a Muppet. And that's so the Muppet factor, which I've discussed several times on this show, is uh, is very important to me. It makes it, you know, I just kind of feel like a Muppet. I'm going to give it a 4.6. Wow! Don't make me the hater in this. <laughs> oh, I don't think you will be, my dear. I don't think you will be. Okay. Jeez. I might be. Oh, no. I, I like agree it, so. with you, Tracy, on the repetitiveness, but I love when it dips into that smooth, like sultry mm. 70s disco. It's always la 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 la. Yeah, it changed, didn't it? It changed that kind of closer to the end, didn't it? I don't yeah, like I, that like section that. just kind of and then it brings you back up. It's got some good highs and lows. I like that section, but there's that background tech no electronica yeah, like we call an answer no no the call and answer where you la, have la, yeah, yeah, yeah. La, la, la. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's off beat and it just that one <laughs> rankles me a little bit too jd what do you think how many how many malls of america do you give this song I I don't think I'm I'm not as big of a fan of it as uh, you two are. I I like the message, right? I like what they're trying to say with it. I I think it's very, very on brand for them. Um, I one thing we didn't hit on is that it's funny that it feels very like um I, I think of the uh, pinch me music video where everyone's smiling the entire time, mm-hmm. where like there's like that sort of the vibe that you know like. Um, put on a, a fake smile, a plastic smile. And I think the music has that upbeat synthiness to match the tone of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, so I like that part of it. I love the slow kind of jazzy part that we were talking about, or like the lounge music part. I, I think the repetitiveness, repetitiveness is intentional, but it kind of wears thin on me. And I think that it's, I don't know. I feel, I have two random tangents. I'm not going to go on, but I, I ultimately feel like it's maybe a little too, um, not even on the nose, but very try hard in its message, which just in this particular instance doesn't really gel with me. So there are aspects of it. I like if they ever played it live, I would be excited now because it's been enough time that, that they haven't in a few years. So I, I like the song, but thinking about it in the pantheon of BNL songs, to me, it's one of the lower points of everything to everyone. So I'm going to go with uh, 2.6 malls of America. Okay. Holy smokes. Right. Just above average. Well, again, this is, <laughs> if we think about that in the pantheon of music, most BNL songs are still on the higher side of the scale in <laughs> right. terms of, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would say that, okay, I'm going to rank this based off from hearing it once. Um, if, if I were to repetitively listen to this song, my number would increasingly go down each time that I listen to it. <laughs> I see what you mean now. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give it a score based on just a single listen happens to pop up on my iPod player. Um, it's a small world after all. Oh, wait. <laughs> Songs that go down in, in to me yeah, after exactly. you listen to them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's just as much of an earworm. Uh, to me, yes, this <laughs> is the Wrath of Khan earworm, or at least oh. it used to be. It's become a little bit more of a babble fish these days, and, and I kind of enjoy it the first time. After that, no. Yeah. I will never seek this song out, though. I don't enjoy it that way if it comes on i'll i'll be happy with it and enjoy it but just yeah i'm i'm ne never gonna seek it out because i'm like oh that's the, my favorite song ever um the other thing that i was kind of noticing that's kind of diegetic is that the it, it's very muzaki which of course is something <laughs> that you would listen to in a store especially yeah. that loungy yeah. part mm -hmm. in the middle where mm -hmm. it dips down <laughs> Um, so I do kind of like that they're doing that, but I'm going to give it a 3.75. <laughs> oh, okay. Not bad. Hater. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, JD, I, I'm usually the hater most weeks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take the rap this time. <laughs> oh, so uh, JD, are you saying sign me up? God. Ah, before you go, I'm always lulled into like a false sense of security. <laughs> and more so I forget more than anything. I think once I was ready for it, not this time. Oh, well, so Tracy, are you saying the sign me up is the next song? It is. <laughs> sort of. Believable. Good. Yeah, we're, good we're, we're we're sticking with with the same album kind of kind of. <laughs> yeah. Is this Bare Naked Ladies are me? No, no, we're still on everything to everyone next week, but it just never made everything it to, to the everyone. album. <laughs> We're not stunt. We're not maroon. We're not uh, uh, snack time. I'll I'll I be maroon the in the face after <laughs> talking about next week's song. That's for sure. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Gosh, it must be about constipation. It was quite a stunt they pulled. Okay. Oh, bam! <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just you know reacted like a dude would. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> so, JD, time. is there anything that you would like to plug for people to listen? Yeah, sure. Uh, so our podcast is finally back. Uh, we, it came back. I know, right? And, and it, what was funny was uh, I, Nick and I recorded the first. So the, it's called Radical Face R Us. It's season three of the R Us universe. It's a band that Nick picked called Radical Face, one of his most favorite bands. But I uh, really, yeah, I never. I, I actually went and it's never different because BNL. We've said this on the on our show. BNL is one we both loved. Our second season, Coldplay, was a one that I was a pretty big, I was a huge fan of. He was a decent fan of. Radical Face, he, it's one of his favorite bands. I've gone in kind of like you not knowing anything about it. So like every time we listen to an album or prep for it, it's my first time through. Um, but what happened was uh, we had recorded our first episode and we wanted to have two or three in the can to release. And we recorded it, I think, in like mid-July. And I had to upload it to our distributor to... Uh, had, so he could listen to it easily. So I put some random date at the end of August on. And then that I was at end of August. I'm like, man, what date did I put the podcast to release on? Just ran. And I look and it was that day. Oh, so I called oh, Nick cool. and I'm like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> the show went live like three hours ago. <laughs> I said, there's only been about a dozen listeners uh, at, at this point. We can pull it or we can just run with it. And we decided to just run with it. So um, two episodes are out now. Third one will be out uh, the next week or so. Um, but it's fun. It's a very different dynamic this time because I've, like I said, I know nothing about the band going into it. And I'm I'm listening for the first time every time. So radical and you're face usually up the us. one that does all the prep. And so this time, <laughs> Nick's the one that has to do all the prep. Well, and, and but the problem is, is that my prep, even if I'm doing prep, is very surface level. Like when we do Coldplay or BNL, like for shopping today, I listen to the song. I know it so well. I listened to it twice today because I just wanted to refresh it. So with Coldplay, I'm like, oh, I know these albums. I know these albums. I have to r- listen to these albums so many times for the series because <laughs> it's brand new to me. So I have to have something to say and let it really seep in. So it's yeah. Nick's research is so prepped and ready. I'm just like, ah, oh, shit, I got to listen again today to get my favorite and stuff. Like that. So it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I didn't, I, awesome. I, I told Nick, I, I told him this already, so I don't feel bad saying it. I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would because I was really worried that I wouldn't like the band and then it would kind of be a slog, but I'm really liking the music and I'm liking what all this, all the freaking stuff that he's done to like prep for it. So yeah, it's fun. When are you guys going to look the it up when goes? we're done? I mean, it's the, it's the easy <laughs> go-to thing. It is. The problem is it's, it would be, it's, they're my favorite band. It would be so, it'd be such a commitment. I think Coldplay, their <laughs> most recent album was their ninth album. Uh, BNL, I think had 13 or four. They're on like 15. maybe 15 or 16. Now. Yeah. Um, Radical Face have four. I think, mountain goats have 20 studio albums let alone (laughs) eps and stuff so i would love it i think what i might do i might if we ever end up doing that we already have a band in in mind for the next one but we might not do it if we do mountain goats i might have to do like an abridged first decade and then take the rest the next (laughs) decade by like you know album by album but um I would, yeah, I, I'm worried he'd get sick of it, but then I wouldn't have to shut up about the mountain goats because that's what the whole podcast would be about. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully soon. No, it's that's very, awesome. It's a lot of fun listening to you guys talk about the albums. You said you had to pull over the other day, which made me happy. <laughs> We're doing something right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, I was in my driveway. And the, the traffic was horrible. I, mm-hmm. I have this wonderful street that where the traffic just does not let up. 
uh-huh. in one direction or the other, and I had to go straight across. So I just like I slammed on the gas to get across the street and through this little tiny hole between the cars. Think Frogger. And as soon as I did, I got on the other side. Nick goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was just weird. <laughs> yeah. We became sentient. We're like, whenever you listen to our podcast now, we are live. Yes. So, so we and saw watching. you doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and watching. Nick is in the back seat now for some yeah, reason. Yeah. He's going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> So, no, it is fun. I, I definitely recommend everyone go out and listen to that podcast. Thank you. Um, I, yeah. I know that it is express it is exposing me to Coldplay and to Radical Head um, bands that I really had never really listened to before. They were there, but I never like listened yeah, to them. Right. So right. it's really cool to like be like, all right, well, what do I think about that song? Oh yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like oh, no, no, that's not quite my feel, and here's why. But yeah. to hear you guys talk about, it, but also be exposed to, it, it's great. Well, I think that's what's radical fun. Radical head or radical face? Face. Radical face. Face. Sorry. Radical head would have been a good, good podcast name, though. Um, no, with, uh, what's been interesting with radical face has been like, or with the whole podcast, I think, because Coldplay, when we did them, they had the biggest fan base that we were tapping into, with, like getting a lot of listeners from. And one of my favorite parts, it's the same thing that I love about doing this show, is that everyone's someone's favorite song is somebody else's least favorite song. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love... Uh, I love that with BNL and Coldplay and with Radical Face, it's the same thing where I'm like, I think there's been one album so far that Nick and I had the exact same favorites and least favorites, which very rarely happens every other time. It's like, Oh, one of my least favorites is his favorites and vice versa and all that kind of stuff. So if you're listening and going, okay, I don't really care what their opinions are, but I liked that song a lot. That's, that's means something's working. So um yeah and i feel like we got a good chance of actually getting the guy from radical face on the show i think that this is going to be we just knowing how he interacts and stuff nick is gonna i think we're gonna try hard for that later this year so oh that'd be excellent but we are gonna do at at time of recording steve's new album comes out on friday Mm. uh and we're gonna do a like you said earlier a fresh hot take on that probably next week so um i'm really excited for that i think it's gonna be good It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 